0: All right, flag plant season continues as we head into the national this week. And we have not talked about running backs yet. And running backs to me is a landmine. Like cue the cue the submarine trying to get through the underwater landmine because there is a lot of running backs that I want to avoid between the team scenario, the running back by committee, triple-headed running back monster between the age apex. So there's a lot to dissect with running backs. I've got a big list of players with some quantitative data around their rookie card-specific ones that I think we should be avoiding at specific price points. I think they are pitfalls. And then I want to talk about the pivot plays to the running backs that I want to target. I want to talk about my flag plant running backs. You guys saw me open a National Treasure's J.K. Dobbins on Friday's mail day, but that was just one guy of my list. So I want to go through my top five flag plants after I go through some pitfalls and some running backs that I want to avoid. I've got a whole list of running backs I want to talk about today. So let's dig in. All right, real quick, I want to say what's up to John in the house. Got Papa John out there. Got v- Vibrant Taro, man. Digging that logo. That's pretty cool. Cutting edge there. Awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, check it out. Should be uh, should be a good listen today. We're going to talk all about running backs. Got Kev in the house. Got Chad. It's here for the flag plants and pivots, baby. Let's go. Larry, STS, guys. Let's go. So the first one we are going to talk about. Give me one second here. Got my market movers pulled up. So yeah, expect more live streams this week, guys, as we get head into the national here. And it's the end of the month, so I'm trying to take care of some pressing things with with work and getting ready for the Nationals, so, all right, so let's go ahead and share the screen here. Got that pulled up. All right. Whoops, what did I do? All right, back here, share screen. All right. Now, some of you guys may agree or disagree. This is a guy that I'm actually on the fence on. But let me tell you why I am suggesting that you avoid Ramadre Stevenson. Now, there are some pockets of value on him, I think, in the card market. But I want to talk about those price points I think you should be targeting him at. Uh, But first and foremost, I do think he's an avoid player. I I think you have several of the veteran free agent running backs trying out right now at the New England Patriots. They've also freed up some cap space from the restructured Devontae Parker, and they obviously did not land the DeAndre Hopkins in the DeAndre Hopkins sweet state. So you have Ramondre Stevens, who, who admitted himself towards the end of last season, he did get beat up because he received too much volume, which came the way of a Damian Harris injury. Um, and just a a lack of talent behind him right and and he did prove to be very good he did prove to be quite efficient when you when you look at his rushing yards uh, thousand forty but not only that five yards per carry so if we were to actually look at some of his uh, productivity and and receptions and receiving yards he was top 10 breakaway runs he actually did quite good number six evaded tackles number three juke rate number three so there's a lot to like about ramadre stevenson but the issue that I have with them, and paying $100 for this, this was a card, a, a prime example for me of a card that I thought was undervalued, so I'm going to pull it up while I talk about this, is the New England Patriots have an incredibly difficult schedule. Uh, they do have a new offensive coordinator, offensive system being established with Bill O'Brien, and, and, and when you put look at them in their division, when they're having to play the Dolphins twice, and they're having to play the Jets, who has now has Aaron Rodgers twice, and they're having to play the Bills twice – these are all some of the best offenses in the NFL. So the Patriots are going to have to throw the ball more. They're going to have to be more aggressive, and they're likely to deploy more of a uh, running back by committee. And sure, Ramondre Stevenson could get more of that receiving work, but Leonard Fournette, he's just uh, as good of a receiver as Ramondre. They could bring a guy like that in. That's definitely going to eat into his workload. Plus, as we saw last year, his his workload is somewhat capped before he starts to get Um, before he starts to get beat down. And you have a team that's likely to have a losing record by midway point of the season. And that, with the uncertainty around the other running backs uh, on that team, plus who they may bring in, is why I'm avoiding him. Because I think that you could probably buy into a guy like him in October, November for much cheaper than you can right now. And this was a prime example because, uh, you know, encased is not... It's not held to the same esteem as the national treasures, immaculate, flawless. Even like optic contenders, autos. These typically will fall a little bit undervalued compared to those. You also have this one numbered out of fifty. I think somebody's placing too much weight here on the grade. Maybe they're maybe they're planning to cross this over to a PSA ten. But still at a, at hundred dollars, this just doesn't leave you much upside if any. If anything, I could see this card going for uh, you know $40, 50 dollars during the season now i did mention there were some opportunities on him i think the floor for what we've seen for base optic contenders rookie ticket autos about ten dollars so you can see that he is not at the floor he's also at 16 bids this one ended for 17.50 he's not at the floor but he's certainly not at the level of of a of an elite running back status so you know When you're only only investing a very small, small percentage of your overall bankroll, if you're only buying a $10 car just to have a piece of exposure, uh, he is shown to be very efficient with his opportunities and a great running back. So that's where I could get on board with him. All right. Number two, if you're just joining in, guys, I appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you leave me a comment in the comment section. Like, please leave me a comment under this video and let me know if you agree or disagree with any of these, um, avoid, bearish, bullish takes on these running backs. We got Mark in the house. We got Josh. We got Thunder in sports cards. I'm going to start up some questions if we have time for later in the stream. Or I may answer them tomorrow on the Questcast with my man Carter the Bryant. Carter the Bryant. Carter the Power Bryant um cheers to you Mr. T cheers to you all right so that's number that's number one my now a pivot play to Ramadre Stevenson that's in the same division you're gonna have to pay a premium for this guy but there may be a pocket of value right now and that is on before we get to Alexander Madison that is on Brees Hall The reason why you want to be on Brees Hall is because of his athleticism, and you want to take advantage of the uncertainty around his injury. You also want to take advantage of the uncertainty around whether or not they're going to bring in a Dalvin Cook. You want to take advantage of these factors now, and also he may be eased back into uh, gameplay, but... The type of ACL tear that he had was not nearly as significant as one that J.K. Dobbins suffered, the one that Javante Williams suffered, uh, so forth and so on. You can see on Player Profiler, his best comparable is Jonathan Taylor. We've got metrics popping off across the board for him. He was dominant at Iowa State. He was an incredibly talented running back uh, prospect coming out. He also, last year, while he was healthy, proved to be incredibly efficient and incredibly good in both the pass game and the running game. It immediately took over a bell cow role in that depth chart. Number two breakaway run rate, number one juke rate, um, albeit on a, a fairly limited sample size because of his partial season, and 6.9 yards per touch before he got injured. And that was only on 80 rushing attempts. So you do have a little bit of a, a small sample size there, but it's important to – um when you when you, when you're looking for Brees Hall cards to target because he's absolutely for me a target heading into the end of the season. Uh, I I they have a very different the Jets have a very difficult schedule to start the season off. So that's why I say right now with the all these uncertainties, we may have a little bit of pocket, but it's important to do your research and actually comp Brees Hall out across the rest of the draft class. Look at what Brees Hall is going to compared to a Damian Pierce. Uh, look at look at what a Brees is going to even to some of these second year uh, wide receivers. You could even potentially find the same scarcity of card and look at what he's going to uh, look at what he's going for compared to like a Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. Uh, if you wanted to even go back further to a previous draft class, it's okay. A 2020 and more modern, you have a fairly similar print run. Um, it's really when you start talking 2019, 2018 and, and prior you know you, cards start getting quite rare. Um, but we could see okay, but optic contenders, rookie ticket auto, 37, 86. it's a nice card. I'd say that's not a terrible price point. I do think this card can gain value and this is why I say there's there's pockets of opportunity. that's also a buy it now. So if I see this in a buy it now for 40. I'm gonna expect that I can get that probably 25% cheaper in an auction. And that's typically what you'll find. Now there's always uh, deviations from that. There's always exceptions. There's so many different nuances in sports cards. We also have quite a few uh, buy it nows as you can see, and all of these are like yesterday, very recent transactions. His car prices have definitely cooled off a lot. Like, for example, you saw the 37 buy it now, but here's an auction that's a playoff ticket out of 99 that sold for 4150. So there's a, p- a perfect example. For $3 more, you could have got the playoff rookie ticket auto out of 99 for, for just a couple dollars more. That's also featuring an on-card autograph. Or... That's a based onus rate, uh, rate of rookie auto for 31. So it's not bad, but this definitely has uh there, there's definitely some expectations of performance baked into these prices, but it it they do have upside for playoffs at the current price point that they're at. Plus, they also have upside for him making a mid season to late season just dominant uh run at his positional category. So as a pivot. He is a he's a good, he's a nice play that I'm on right there. My other flag plant player, and I want you guys. If you guys haven't seen these, so uh, Steve and I last Thursday night talked about these rookie premiere from 2023 rookie premiere hollow. Or yeah, here they are. Uh, so you have some ending tonight. It's a big opportunity. These in fact are short printed. I talked to a guy, a reputable seller on eBay who runs a card shop and what happened was whoever was invited to the NFLPA Rookie Premier event in Los Angeles this year got a set of these cards. Uh, they basically got a set of one or two, I think it's one or two of these um, these cards for each of the the NFL players that was at the Rookie Premier so that's why you see these now entering the marketplace these card dealers these card shop owners and whatnot have got their cards in and some of them are listing them for sale on ebay now what you can't tell from that scan is that these are actually an optic hollow card and the reason why i'm pulling them up is because my next flag plant for the season and there's a B. John Robinson. I was trying to see if he was on these. I'll look at the sold items. Is Jameer Gibbs on the Detroit Lions? Uh, you guys have saw me highlight him in a uh, in a recent mail day. Here's a perfect example of the optic hollow finish on the front of these. Here's a Anthony Richardson that sold for an over 100. Um, there was an auction that I lost out on Saturday night for the Anthony Richardson right at 82. And... Where where's the 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 Jameer Gibbs? Here you go. The Jameer Gibbs at thirty two dollars. I do think has early season upside because of how rare these cards are. The card shop owner estimated the print run on these cards to be five hundred, a thousand less. He thought it was going to be around five hundred. Uh, definitely less than than a thousand so that right there plus the fact that you have pro uniform rated rookie and an optic hollow finish optic is not going to be out till next summer for these guys all right rated rookies aren't going to be out till christmas time for these guys you have them out now but they're in college uniform so panini go back and watch that thursday night live stream we did a deeper dive on these uh, but I've gotten some more clarifying information on them that I want to share with you guys. These cards are super premium heading into the season right now. They're going to be pretty much the most desirable cards outside of their really rare rookie autos, right? And, and that's where it can supersede the, um, the college uniform when you have stuff like that, uh, rookie autographs, serial numbers. But the reason why I'm on Jameer Gibbs, obviously, is the number 12 overall draft pick. Obviously, he was incredible at Alabama. All right. He's look at his speed 436, 40 yard dash, 99th percentile, 91st percentile height adjusted speed score. I mean, the guy has got insane potential behind a league's best offensive line. We're talking a top five offensive line only behind teams like the Eagles and the Browns. So, you know, and I look at the Lions' offensive line. It's it's fantastic, man. And you got Jared Goff, a, an immobile quarterback. They're in prime time, opening week against Kansas City. Need I say more? The guy's a rookie. So in fact, I've seen these auctions go for thirty-two. And you, it's interesting to see where the Bijan Robinson, his his hype is kind of cool. just a little bit. It's flatlined just a little bit. Whereas I think Jameer Gibbs is picking up. I do see upside in this, especially as he gets playing time in training camp preseason the hype the hype notifications are coming for sure uh, so right there is a, is a uh, a hand um a uh, flag plant for me even if it comes at 32 optic hollow because what my plan is for this card is to quick flip it heading into the season so another avoid for me I'll go ahead and talk about this guy next is Aaron Jones a big reason for this is his age, 29 years old. Uh, we have a new offensive. You have a quarterback downgrade here from uh, from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. We don't really know what we're going to get out of Jordan Love yet. Uh, you also have AJ Dillon, who's going to siphon off touches from Aaron Jones and siphon off opportunities. AJ Dillon's all-purpose running back. He's great in the rushing game. He's great receiver as well. So. I still see people spending significant money on Aaron Jones like this gold select out of 10. And what's interesting with him having uh, 2017 product, the selections can vary a little bit more. Uh, they because of Where's this one go? Want to see the see the original listing? because of now the the uh, smaller print runs also aaron jones doesn't come with the first round draft capital so he didn't get printed in a lot of the sets uh, you have cards like this which are nice but here's a another like great prime example of why horizontal cards also get devalued a little bit just because it's sideways if you want that slab to stand up and i know some companies are kind of evolving and and uh, planning for this which is cool you know which which is uh which is cool but You know, when you're spending $255 on a 29-year-old running back, likely in the final year of his contract, obviously in the sunset of his career as a running back, um, and uh, uh, with a totally uncertain offense uh, on how efficient they're going to be, how often they're going to get in the red zone, you know, how often they'll be able to sustain drives down the field, and with a competent all-purpose running back who's four years younger than him on the depth chart that also has – significant draft capital day 2 guy and um you're just kind of you're kind of set up for for these to lose value by the middle of the season and and think about it how how much worse are the green bay packers going to be in their own division this year against a detroit team that's getting even better against a bears team that's getting even better a, against the vikings who are super high octane offense you think jordan love and the packers offense can keep up with the vikings offense i know the vikings defense is going to be bad Um, And that leads me to my next stay away player. But I'm absolutely pivoting off of Aaron Jones to AJ Dillon. You know, he's still highly involved in the hobby. That to me is a big bonus. Um, Some people may think differently, but that to me is still a big bonus. We know he's got a extremely elite uh, height adjusted speed score based on his size and weight. He's a massive human being. Uh, and this guy is entering what would be not the, not the, uh, I guess not the final year of his, well, 2020, 21, 22. Yeah, he's entering the final year of his rookie contract. So this is a big proving year for him. And at his size, with his athleticism and the soft hands ability to receive the ball, I definitely want to pivot off of. Aaron Jones and buy AJ Dillon now it'll be interesting you got to do some you got to do a little bit of digging but really when I where I want to target him is I want to go and look at the sold auctions and see what some of these sold auctions like this right here all right I'm getting a silver prism auto plus a purple power which should be serial numbered I'm getting those for 64. $70 out the door now, now we're talking. I happen to know the ceiling for this silver prism auto on AJ Dillon is about a hundred dollars ceiling. Uh, those cards are in fact very desirable, very liquid. Also can potentially be uh potentially go for a hundred dollars and it's a perfect example. It goes for about the same as this optic on card. Um Rookie Auto here for $90 out of $150. I want you guys to notice it's sold in the buy it now. And that's that's how you absolutely want to sell a lot of these guys, especially guys like AJ Dillon. Capture some of those impulse buyers. Um, they're paying a premium in a buy it now format for his cards, his good cards. So the goal is to snipe ones like this. I mean, a CSG 10 red out of 199 $50. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic card to put right up next to that, that optic. You know you've got closer to $100 upside in a, in a card like that. So um, I routinely see his auctions. Another perfect example, $6.50, mosaic, mid-tier set, rookie auto here. But 6 50, $10 out the door, you're easily able to double or triple your money up on that. And you can see as we go back just a week, now we're finding some really juicy auctions, so it's just a matter of hunting those auctions down. Comparable to his draft class is a, uh, is a massive uh, opportunity there. Him, J.K. Dobbins, you can easily compare those guys to uh, Jonathan Taylor. I'll do a quick comparison of what the top and the bottom is. If you want a bottom play from 2020, a guy that I'm also avoiding from 2020 I want to talk about it's a little bit further down in my list, but what's so important in the card market is draft class comparing. And so it's so important to take somebody in the same draft class that's got peak values and compare them to somebody in the draft class that got similar similar draft capital like Cam Akers. Cam Akers is a perfect avoid for me uh, because of how bad the Rams can potentially be this year. Their defense is absolutely decimated. So they're they're the bottom rung in their division with the Cardinals. It'll be interesting to see who's worse this year, the Cardinals or the Rams. But they're easily projected as two of the worst teams in the NFL. And maybe Matt Stafford's healthy and Cooper Cup is healthy the entire season. That would be big for them. But I'm still not sure that they can sustain um, enough production to actually win uh, have a plus 500 record and then it's like all of that is passing game and, and nowhere in there have we mentioned cam acres so yeah he does have a significant role with the rams and there's not any depth chart competition but we have seen cam Akers be a decent runner but this team is going to be so bad uh, It likely very high likelihood the defense is absolutely decimated uh, and i'm not saying that his cards are expensive at all so that's where it becomes interesting like do you want to Do you want to make a play for very little downside and stash him? Okay. I can see that. But if you think that you're going to spend up for a nice cam Akers card and have that actually generate a return on investment this year, not very likely where once again, though, if you target the auctions like this Panini black here, numbered out of 50 rookie auto for 1150, that's where you can find the good opportunities. Um, I, I wouldn't even feel comfortable spending 70 dollars on a on a flawless Rpa to be honest with you uh, I think it's that risky of a play this year and for that uh he is absolutely uh in a, in a void for me um I think there will be cheaper prices on cam Akers later in the season when it, you know the Rams are just um, just in really bad shape as a, as a team as a whole I don't think he can stand out enough at the singular level to make a difference to uh for from what the team is going to do this year. So, let's pivot off of that. Let's talk about Travis CTN. I think it'd be decent at at fantasy at best. I see uh Hector in here Rams were giving him yeah, massive workload but terrible team and a lot of negative game script. And the fact is Cam Akers not getting a ton of um, of that receiving work as well, if I remember correctly. They're having a hard time trusting him. So this is what kind of scares me. He's got some promising markers on his profile, but you've got the health, obviously a concern. You also have the receptions last year and the games that he did play a big concern as well. Uh, very limited receptions. So if they're going to be in that negative game script scenario, it's going to be tough for me to see him get enough volume outside of their satellite backs. They just bring in Zach Evans, you know, uh, Kyron Williams, for, for him to actually get that kind of volume to really exceed expectations enough to overcome how bad the Rams are going to be. And therefore, um, it makes it tough for me to project his rookie cards to go up significantly in value. Boom, Derek loves uh, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, I have no doubt A.J. Dillon can handle a full workload. Definitely did that at Boston College. Uh, (laughs) Andrew Perry rice pudding is goaded. All right, so. Man, live stream, I definitely ramble more about these players than uh, in an edited video. But it's all good, man. I'm glad you guys came out to hang out with me. Hope you're enjoying the stream. Make sure you hit that like button. Definitely leave me a comment. I love to get your takes. And whether you agree or disagree, let me know. Man, that's the only way I can hear from you guys. Uh, So um, Travis Etienne, is he a handcuff play with Tank Bigsby? That's the question I really, really want to answer with Travis Etienne. Travis is a very interesting one because he does have first-round uh, draft capital, but from a previous regime. And we know this team has gotten a lot more aggressive. Uh, Travis Etienne has also shown to lack a little bit of vision. So that's why they do bring in uh, a Tank Bigsby this year because they obviously want more depth. They want... To have a little bit more of a committee, they want to have a little bit more of a who's got the hot hand type of approach. Uh, and take Bigsby, a solid all-purpose pro profile from Auburn here with a high college target share. So, obviously, very competent in receiving, obviously, a great runner. Uh, so when we look at Playing with Travis Etienne, I like personally pivoting off of Travis Etienne and making plays on the wide receivers. You saw me talk about Christian Kirk uh, as my flag plant player. I think he is absolutely the play off of Calvin Ridley. And so when I look at Travis Etienne, I honestly think that the better play is going to be on Tank Bigsby. The question is, how many cars did Tank Bigsby? I don't even think Tank Bigsby made it to the rookie premiere. So it's not like I've got a whole lot of, of cards that I can really look at from Tank Bigsby to get a good gauge on. What I'm, what I'm going to have to do with Tank Bigsby is I'm going to have to target rookie autographs. I'm going to have to target scarcity from this latest Chronicle set, uh, from some of these other draft pick sets, because if that's all that's out, that's definitely going to be the priority. Those are going to be the, the go-to cards. Of course, you can even throw Leaf in there as well. Obviously, you got a one-on-one. Just go look up current comps and take Bigsby. You don't really have to comp them to other players. You can just look them up, and and if and if a one of one like this from Leaf with a rookie auto is going for fifteen dollars, there's definitely upside in that play. Uh, technically, you could comp that out to uh, a guy that um, go comp go comp them out to Jameer Gibbs. Obviously, don't expect the same upside, but um, expect the potential for fifty to seventy five percent because of the team scenario with the Jags. Um, There's definitely going to be a lot of red zone opportunities, a lot of scoring opportunities. uh, And I do see them taking somewhat of a hot hand approach, definitely a committee approach, definitely using them in in different situations. So uh, situational running back deployment here in Jacksonville. And that's kind of the nature of, of, uh, you know, of the NFL now. Um, And that kind of leads me into my, that kind of leads me into my next person to avoid right now, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if you if you've owned Christian McCaffrey, I think it's a great time to sell. You know, yes, he did play a whole seventeen games last year, but his injury history the three years prior was bad. Um, and then also, I want to talk about his carry split between his carry split between him and Elijah Mitchell when it, when Elijah Mitchell is healthy. They like Elijah Mitchell. They know he can bounce it to the outside and get upfield. He's shown to be very efficient in the Kyle Shanahan run scheme. Uh, And you've got Christian McCaffrey as a 2017 running back that has an extensive injury history that just happened to play a full year last year and also get to a new team that's a Super Bowl contender that has elevated his prices to what they are today has a clear first round running back, you know, a lot of times number one overall. So I don't feel comfortable spending $150 on a orange prism out of 275 PSA, even if it is PSA 10 for $150. Sure. You have some more scarcity from 2017, but I believe we could be looking at the, the peak values for Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the season heading into the season. So, obviously a great pivot play from him is Elijah Mitchell. Uh, you can absolutely look at Elijah Mitchell. He's going to get plenty of rushing opportunities. Now he doesn't have a very high, uh, toughness rating. Like the guy's been injured every season. Uh, he's only entering his third season. Uh, if you ask Steve, he would say some of that was, was bad luck. Maybe it's just happenstance, but, um, I personally like avoiding the, uh, the San Francisco running backs. Cause I know it's a committee approach. I also know the current situation around Christian, M- Christian McCaffrey. I just outlined. I also know Elijah Mitchell is going to eat into that workload quite a bit. And Christian McCaffrey is going to be very situational dependent. Uh, he's going to be used when they're potentially behind, potentially neck and neck against opponents where, you know, they want their best playmaker on the field, but they're going to use him more sparingly this year. Uh, Kyle Shanahan very smart coach he's also got full control over the offense so expect him to be used more sparingly this year unless they're getting into more of these situations where they're barely winning games or they're behind or they're struggling uh, so the pivot play off of that if you think that San Francisco is going to continue their dominance which I think they're still going to be very good especially with Brock Purdy healthy they're going to be a lot of positive game script their defense is still very good And they're going to be leading, which is more carries for Elijah Mitchell. And if that's the case, then I definitely want to have some exposure to Elijah Mitchell. You can see here, 2021, I was talking about when we talked about Ramadre Stevenson in the beginning, 2021 Elijah Mitchell, rookie ticket auto, $9.74 with the $4.99 shipping. So big, big, big difference there because actually the Christian McCaffrey – Rare cards for like his rookie ticket auto, that's a hundred dollars plus. Here's a PSA eight. Someone should have cracked that thing out. But still, I think that the the um, the value this this typically goes for around one twenty five to one fifty. So you can see the eight definitely held it back. But um yeah, over a hundred dollars compared to ten dollars, a lot more downside. I'm avoiding him. He is a avoid a, a stay away player for me. Another. Controversial one from 2021 is Najee Harris. He is the ultimate running back uh situation where he was not efficient at all. But you also look at a pretty bad offensive line. Run block, one of the worst run blocking offensive lines in the league. The problem I have with him is the Steelers brand, the first round draft capital from Alabama. And the fact that he was very old coming out, the guy is already probably like 26, I think. I think Najee Harris is probably already 26 years old, heading into his third season, <laughs> maybe older. No, he's 25.3. Okay, still heading into heading into his third season. It's that's that's a that's an old dude. That's an old dude for a running back. Um, And and some of the prices that I find on Najee here. So, of course, whenever I'm doing these evaluations, I always prioritize sold items before I go look at active listings because I want to see what people are actually buying. This tells you popularity around certain cards. This also tells you um, demand between auctions and buy it now's price points. So I want to look at and I'd love to find an optic contenders rookie ticket auto here for him. But here's a base one for forty dollars. So clearly he's he's well ahead of Ramadre, well way ahead of Elijah Moore. Um, he is trending really high for a 2021 RB. You also have the Steelers in an incredibly difficult division: Browns, Bengals, Ravens, <laughs> all expected to have monster seasons. Pick your poison. Now, the Steelers are going to be competent, obviously. They're going to be competitive. Look at their stretch down uh, down, the stre- down the season at the end of the season last year. They were very competitive, right? They even strung together some wins. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. This is the reason why Najee Harris is so controversial. Because of his lack of efficiency with an improved offensive line, uh, Jalen Warren was very efficient on a small sample size. And he also featured a lot as their third down receiving back. So are they going to continue to feature him as a third down receiving back, therefore eating into Najee Harris's workload even more? This is like a Ramadre Stevenson type of uh, running back right here, Jalen Warren. So he's actually undrafted out of 2022, Um, but on a limited sample size once again, like Bree saw, we've only got 77 carries here for Jalen Warren, but five yards per carry also was able to rack up 28 receptions in that time period for 214 receiving yards. And so that's why Najee Harris is so controversial to me because there's a good chance that he could just finish middle of the pack with a a, a split workload with Jalen Warren uh, and a couple of the other running backs on the depth chart. I think you, you potentially still have – uh anthony mcfarland out there yeah anthony McFarlane out there satellite and jason huntley there's not a lot of depth there on uh, for running backs in pittsburgh you have that brand that goes a long ways for Najee harris obviously he's gonna get a lot of rushing work but can he increases his, his efficiency uh can he avoid getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage uh, maybe he can, but can he do it to the extent to once again where he can exceed expectations enough to negate the fact that his team has a below 500 record heading into October, November timeframe, when it's very tough to to um, to to avoid or you know be immune to the midseason dip the midseason lull as we like to call it if you're new here this is just something you got to expect if you're not popping out in a big way in your position uh, and i mean like top 10 fantasy producer top 10 on field producer which obviously equals fantasy points <laughs> uh and then you're not your team's not have doesn't have a plus 500 record your your quarterback's not trending towards the mvp nominations your team's not trending towards the playoffs it is really tough to have your values spike in October, November, because, you know, a lot of people get burned out by then their, their teams losing their fantasy teams stink. Uh, They made some bad investments heading into the beginning of the season that didn't pan out. There's a lot of reasons to get burned out by October, November. Uh, There's also the holidays. You got Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, uh, Halloween. So you got all these holidays as well in that same time period that also then just kind of, encourage people to to get distracted if you add on the fact that their team is losing their fantasy team is losing their investments didn't go quite as well as they wanted to so that's why he's an avoid for me because by that time i think i'll be able to buy in for half like for prime example origins rookie auto 73 dollars in auction yesterday it's also a DC Sports, I'm telling you, these DC Sports 87 auctions on Monday are be- almost becoming an avoid for me because of how many people they get on them. But, yeah, I just want to confirm this is not a serial number card. This card is also very susceptible to corner and edge damage from Origins. It's a, a thick paper card stock card. You have a nice rookie auto and stuff and cool artwork. But $73, I mean, the, the floor for this card is 10 to $15, and, you know, you could probably get an Elijah Mitchell for something around that price point. So just be advised. He, For me, he's a void at these kind of prices. Now, if I can find, I'm going to want to pay for him somewhere closer to the floor. I'm not going to want to spend more than 20 $25 on his rookie ticket autos. I feel like you're overpaying for that. Same reason why I'm not drafting Najee Harris in the third or fourth round of fantasy drafts. I believe you're overpaying on that, just like you could potentially be overpaying for Aaron Jones um, or Ramadre Stevenson that we talked about. The next one, avoid Joe Mixon. He doesn't really have very expensive rookie cards. I think there's a good chance, though, that uh, the Bengals can bring in another, um, another veteran running back. I think they're absolutely in the market for a guy like Leonard Fournette, I think that makes a lot of sense with their LSU connection there. But um, but also Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, all, all those free agent running backs out there. He's also, talk about the age apex. We just talked about Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Joe Mixon's right there. According to uh, Drew Davenport as well, reputable source close to the NFL. And also, I, I guess he's a guy who practiced uh, criminal law there's still a two to six game suspension likely to happen for Joe Mixon. Two to six games, and I think that's kind of being swept under the rug or ignored right now. So just want to put that on your guys' radar. I obviously still see find a lot of uh, sold transactions for Mixon. That's a digital card. Got to definitely be sure um, to to avoid that that kind of pitfall there. Um, there's there's the origins for Joe Mixon. Best offer accepted, so you can't go off of the 40. It could have gone for more. It could have gone for less, and I have to go pull it up at 130 point. Um, wow. So somebody somebody spent um, another best offer expe- expected there on the cracked ice rookie ticket auto. His prices are kind of all over the place. Here's some decent ones, a PSA 10 base prison for 30. Okay, that's closer to the the low end. Also a rookie ticket auto out of 49, PSA 9 for 60. That's not a bad price either, considering the 2017 scarcity. I just don't like Joe Mixon for the fact that um, in the playoffs, Samaj P. Rime got more time. Uh, I know he's had the five, six touchdown game, so you could go either way on him, honestly. I've got a question mark next to him because his role is great. Um, I just I, I can't get aboard with his character issues from a card standpoint. The hobby definitely devalues uh, players that have those kind of issues and i also see him as an aging running back that's kind of like in the sunsets um and i think they could bring in somebody else so that's why he's an avoid there for me all right so let me uh because we're at 216 i do have to yeah this is a great point that um hector brings up here Mixon's volume and his role is great but his rushing efficiency last year, in fact, was not good, was not good at all. Um, and so you can see, 27 years old. But look at the efficiency last year, 3.9 yards per carry, just 826 rushing yards on 212 attempts, but managed to put up 60 receptions for 441 and nine touchdowns, which really saved his season. You know, Helped him get over that 1,000-yard mark, also helped him get into the to the end zone more um and a lot of those like five of those touchdowns came in one game of the year literally one game of the year so like i like the role because of the red zone touches you know top 10 the targets and stuff like that but Mixon is a from a singular player standpoint at, at this point he's a an avoid for me um at the current prices like i really i want to pay bare bones bottom prices for mixing if i'm picking up any mixing at all at this point um so let's see uh i did did i talk about okay so this is one this this one i think is going to be a little bit controversial as well see if i could find him i don't know i had him up earlier i got so many tabs open now okay oh he's on the very first tab alexander madison is a guy who has gotten quite a bit of steam. And I think his, his team's cooled off a little bit, but I still think a lot of people are placing a bet on Alexander Madison to become like this primary Dalvin cook type of uh, running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And once again, I'm going to go back to the efficiency here for Alexander Madison and talk about how he's just not that good. Like he's average at best. I think, Some people way overestimate what Alexander Madison is capable of. So their late third round draft capital, 25. So age is not really a concern here, but nothing really jumps off from his, his time at um, his time at college last year on 74 attempts, a 3.8 yards per carry rushing average, uh, only 15 receptions for 91 yards. So, bad bad efficiency there even though if it's on a, a small sample size i also want to just remind you guys that the vikings have one of the worst defenses in the nfl next to the rams so they're going to be in a lot of passing game kevin o'connell we already saw last year wants to play fast wants to play aggressive wants to throw the ball a lot he wants to get the hands in uh, the ball in the hands of his best playmakers that's justin jefferson that's now Jordan jordan addison um obviously they're gonna run the ball but you know let's just go up team run plays per game 23.6 that was almost the worst in the league that was the lowest team run plays per game in the league uh, so that's at a team perspective here that's the vikings and i think that number is only gonna go down for 2023 i don't see the vikings running more and passing less it's gonna be the other way around so then i look at alexander madison kind of look at where he's going in this this same range of jk dobbins and uh, cam Akers, kenneth walker and i've just got plays like jk dobbins that so much more bullish on right um than alexander madison that's how much kind of alexander madison has been steamed up and i know some of this hype has cooled on the card market and obviously there's the whole auction nuance of where you can find some decent cards for potentially any given player in auction that uh that go well under what a buy it now market comp would be so always that's always a nuance you've got to consider that's and that's why it's so important in cards you got to take a, on, a, on a case-by-case basis uh for specific cards uh, for specific players but the efficiency for alexander madison it's not good man it's terrible and then on the depth chart we've got a we've got a rookie that comes in, and Dwayne McBride is actually a uh, fantastic runner, a much better runner than Alexander Madison. You've got Kene Nwagdu, who's going to be on the active roster come game day because he's very good on special teams. He's a special teamer that they'll mix in at running back who's got a lot of speed. Ty Chandler has got a lot of speed. They're going to definitely give him opportunities in training camp and preseason, fifth-round draft pick from North Carolina, Uh, He's at bare bones, rock bottom prices and heading into his second year. So you can get some interesting cards there. Um, And he he can also be decent in the the receiving game as well, which is parlays perfectly with negative game scripts. And then you have Dwayne McBride, who's just a better runner, pure runner. We don't have combine metrics for him, so ignore those. But what I want you to focus on here, 7.4 yards per carry in college, the 95th percentile. And a forty-one point eight percent college dominator, ninety-third percentile college dominator. So, just totally dominant at UAB. Go watch his his highlight film, and then you'll understand why Alexander Madison is a uh, is a ticking time bomb, like ready to fall off. And I I think you can't invest more than bare bones prices on alexander madison so for like this national treasures i'd be looking to get that more in the 20 to 30 range so i don't see him going super overvalued like the origins i'd be looking to get more at 10 to 15 so i'm really only seeing him like 25 to 30 percent um higher than what i feel comfortable for but i don't feel comfortable buying a base rookie ticket auto for 35 40 out the door on alexander madison no way no way for me when i could get Think of what you could get for that. You could get a Terry McLaurin, one of the best wide receivers in the league, in a we don't uncertain uh quarterback uh situation heading to this year, but we know from a singular athletic standpoint, he's one of the best in the league at separation against man coverage, double coverage, press coverage, zone coverage. The guy's elite, and he's got all the all the, the ability, and and you could potentially get a base rookie ticket auto for about the same maybe just a couple dollars more so those are the kind of pivots i want you to think about when you're looking at these price points and remember draft class comparison comparing so let me run through a couple more as much as i like this guy i got another one for you guys a guy that was terribly inefficient last year that is still getting fantasy draft capital is still getting um, like actually, I am surprised at what people actually pay for Rashad White. And and this is the thing, man. I'm a Bucks fan through and through. I'm with them through the thick and the thin. But I've got to look at this as unbiased. I've got to also give you a completely objective, um, uh, objective approach to my research and my analyzation of not just these guys' fantasy value, but also their rookie card their rookie card values and what their potential is in the hobby and whenever i find rookie like optic red prism auto out of 75 for $41 in an auction that closed yesterday too expensive too way too expensive even this because a lot more rookie cards for these guys these days um still too expensive too expensive guys Rashad White was horribly inefficient last year in his rookie season. And now so was Leonard Fournette. So you could say it was partly due to the run blocking. It was also partly due to the fact that it our offense seemed very predictable at a lot of points last year. Um, it, it was almost like, you know, there was a lot of loaded boxes. They knew when we were going to run kind of thing, even though Tom Brady was cubing. Uh, the offense got very stale last year. That's That was no secret there. Uh, you know, that's why Byron left, which is gone kind of thing. But Todd Bowles as the uh, the head coach, he's a defensive minded head coach. He knows he's on the hot seat. He's going to he's going to want to rely on his defense and try and run the ball. And that's where I'm afraid that Rashad White's not going to shine because he's he, I think he'd be better um, on the outside and the boundaries uh, running uh, little slant passes and stuff like that. He's got some good athleticism, but I, I, man, he was really bad out of the backfield last year. 3.7 yards per carry. The efficiency is bad. Our offensive line also got worse. The situation is bad, man. And I cannot, I cannot spend the kind of money that he's currently going for. He's a 100% avoid. He might be, in terms of hobby avoid, he might be one of the bigger ones because there is no way in hell that the Bucks are going to have a plus 500 record in October, November, unless man, Dave Canales for some miracle parts the season resurrects Baker Mayfield's career. Um, that's the only way I can see it happening, but I am not hanging my hat on that. I'm not holding my breath for Baker Mayfield to exceed any kind of expectation at all. Um, and I think Dave Canales is an okay OC coming from Seattle. Uh, look at what he did with Geno Smith last year. Um, and he's had some experience there. But I, I can't, I can't hang. I mean, look at this. 40, 30, 30, silver prison rookie ticket auto. I mean, the base for that card could be around $15. So just 100% markup on Rashad White. Definitely a stay away from me. Um, and then uh, like a good, an interesting speculative pivot play from Rashad White. Is actually Damian Pierce. I, I think he is a great guy to look at as a as a pivot play. Ambiguous offense, rookie quarterback, new coaching. Uh, but I believe he's probably going a lot cheaper than Rashad White. And on the other hand, Damian Pierce was very efficient. Now we did potentially see a ceiling to what he could handle, and we did see him run into a physical wall. Um, towards the end of the season start to break down with the volume he was getting. They also bring in Devin Singletary. So it's kind of ambiguous on how much opportunity he's going to get. Plus how good is this offense going to be with new quarterback and new coaching uh, and a a lack of serious talent in the wide receiver room. Although you could say, you know, Nico Collins is emerging. Maybe John Mechie can actually be decent. uh, You know, so it's, it's definitely not (laughs) obviously anywhere near what you could, what you, a lot of these receiver rooms have especially Tampa like look at them but um for example i mean the 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 Rashad White's going for a lot more i i would rather put a bet in on an $18.50 silver prism rookie ticket auto damian Pierce than the Rashad White uh so there's a there's a great pivot play for you now let me r- make sure i went through uh my top Five, let me let me kind of recap here my top five flag playing running backs. You guys saw me talk about J.K. Dobbins last week in the mail day. Um, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is my number two. Also, it's important to because of the limited supply around Jameer Gibbs, it's important to go ahead and handcuff him with David Montgomery. Man, David Montgomery is such a smash play as well because think about it guys that opening night game against the kansas city chiefs where everybody's watching literally nobody's been burned out yet hype is its highest all season until you get to the super bowl uh so somebody's gonna go off i want to hedge this David, david montgomery is not super expensive um he's definitely got a lot of value you also got the scarcity from 2019 there that's a pretty sick buy right there. national treasures out of 99 for 1570. You've got the, the all the, the team factors that Jameer Gibbs has got. You just have a couple years older running back that doesn't quite have the same profile as, as Jameer Gibbs. But this guy has got the work ethic, man. He's got that uh, Ramadre Stevenson kind of playmaking ability to him with a less impressive athletic profile uh aptly compared to frank gore but he's got a lot of time left in the league man he's only 26 so he's not even hit that age apex yet and uh a thick dude i mean look it's really solid bmi so you know he's a playmaker four yards per carry on 201 rush attempts last year also six touchdowns he also i mean last year was a a struggle year obviously the the bears offensive line not good but this should be a little better this year. But um, you, now he goes to a situation where he can actually be a lot more efficient behind a much better offensive line. Also clearly very good in the receiving game. So David Montgomery is a fantastic hedge. He's also getting a one of the better running back contracts in the NFL uh, when you look at all of his measurables. So, um, I like the price points on David Montgomery, even comparing the scarcity. These cards for Tony Pollard, these cards for, for Debo, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, these are all like $100 type cards. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity when comparing the the scarcity for 2019. Like field level silver, that's a $20, uh, $20 $25 card for Tony Pollard, for example. So just a lot of easy upside right there. And then, oh, yeah, a a, a 2017 running back that we can hang our hats on is Austin Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler with the Chargers. Because this guy's going to play games. He may not be happy about the contract situation because he should absolutely be paid. um, I mean, solid – measurables for a guy of five nine one ninety nine talk about thick talk about sturdy talk about just being a beast 20 touchdowns in 2021 18 touchdowns in 2022 722 receiving yards maybe his rush attempts go down slightly this year just because i think when you bring in kellen Moore from the dallas cowboys look at what he did to dallas's offense over the past couple years austin eckler is is going to take that tony pollard role plus plus Austin Eckler is set up to have another smash year. Uh 28, even a, even a year younger than Aaron Jones. And just the way that Austin Eckler is built, uh, he is a beast. And, and, and then the final bonus there for Austin Eckler is the rookie cards, man. So you can literally get base Austin Eckler rookie cards. If there's another team that's going to emerge from this division, I would be putting my bet on the chargers we knew before joey bosa got injured last year the defense was incredible i mean they got pressure to quarterback so fast uh from both sides between khalil mack and joey bosa and they got playmakers in the secondary they've got some good talent on defense you've also got a defensive-minded head coach and brandon staley now they bring in kellen moore to run the offense and they didn't really add too much to too great a talent in wide receivers Quentin johnson is I think overrated if you go and study his college profile and stuff. And Austin Eckler is still going to be a primary playmaking component. Could have an insane amount of touchdowns. Could actually exceed 20 touchdowns this year. And the the great thing is PSA 10 base select. I will buy that for $30 all day long. This is a guy, if dealers or other sellers are going to devalue him because he's a running back, I am going to capitalize. I'm not even opposed to paying $100 for a rookie ticket auto because literally Austin Eckler only has 35 different rookie cards. And that is the truth. He was only printed in base select from 2017 with a couple variations and then contenders, rookie ticket autos, and that's it. So George Kittle has got a similar situation, maybe even a a set or two more. And I don't know if it's because of his personality or his stature or maybe the 49ers. Uh and and the, the, the um the teams that he's been a part of the championship games and stuff that he's been a part of, his his values on cards like this are going for two, three, four hundred dollars, uh with with a, a similar supply as Austin Eckler. I'm not opposed to paying. I still think Austin Eckler, because of the scarcity around his cards, I'm okay paying 20 10 to $20 on base and probably up to 100 dollars on some of these, just because if there's a team that is going to emerge from the AFC West and give the Chiefs a run for their money, it's a healthy Chargers team. A healthy Chargers team with Kellen Moore as their OC. It's going to be nasty. Um, And then my last one is going to be more of a sleeper play for you guys, but number five is going to be Kenneth Gainwell. I'm going to avoid DeAndre Swift. I'm going to avoid Rashad Penny if anybody's buying him. I'm going to go straight to Kenneth Gainwell, and that's going to be my play uh, for the Eagles, I want pieces of that number one offensive line. I want pieces of that Super Bowl contending team. I also want to get uh, immaculate on-card rookie autos and uh, super short print rookie autos for like $10, $20, a one of one PSA 9 three fifteen, Probably half of what normal one of ones and stuff would go for. Here's a perfect example. National Treasures out of 49, PSA 9, on-card rookie auto, rookie card shield, uh fifty dollars bam there you go get uh get sniping on those so that's all we've got time for today i hope you guys enjoyed this uh running back live stream please be sure to leave me a comment in the comment section below uh let me know what you think about my takes avoid uh bullish bearish let me know hit me up uh, I'll see who any who anybody's going to the national later this week. I'll see you guys tomorrow when I go live with Carter at 2:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's it, baby. Peace.